What's up, guys? I hope everyone's doing good today. I just want to say a special thank you to the people that are in the medical field right now that are in the front lines of fighting this virus. I just want to say thank you. I can't imagine what type of chaos you're enduring on a daily basis. And so I just want to say thank you. And to all from a bunch of us here, I, I just want to say thank you because you guys are literally changing the world right now. So we're grateful for you. You guys are doing amazing and we're proud of you and stay safe. And for the rest of us that are just chilling at home, right now. Um, I pray that we're using this time wisely. pray that we're just not like moping around, sleeping, and just kind of binge watching Netflix. I pray we're using this time wisely and that we're being active, that we're reading, that we're growing ourselves. And it's so easy to waste time. So I just pray that you guys during this season are not wasting so much time. And as the world's getting more crazy and chaotic, the phrase that I just keep hearing over and over again is, I've never seen anything like this before. I've said that about like 10 times today, that like in the situation that I'm in right now, I've literally in the world have never seen anything like this. And why am I bringing this up? Because I was reading a passage this morning and that phrase literally popped up. And so I just kind of want to walk through this story because I think actually this story could bring a lot of hope no matter what season, no matter what situation you're in right now in your life. And what everything is going on. And so we're going to be in Mark chapter two, and you can read along on the screens, but it says this, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. And I want to stop here for a second. So we see Jesus come back to this town called Capernaum. And this town is, he's like a celebrity at this town. He's already healed some sick people. He's already comforted the afflicted here. And people want to meet him. People want to know and just hear him talk. And that's why the news spread quickly, the text says, because he is a celebrity and people want to meet him. And that's why this house was so packed with people. And then the text goes on to say, while he was preaching God's word to them, Four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. I love this part of the story. We see a squad, and and one of their boys was hurt, and they knew that if we just get him to Jesus' feet, he would heal him and things would be taken care of. And I love how these guys just risked everything, got on top of some guy's house, broke through the house just to help out one of their friends. And I love that about these guys is faith and heart. And so the text goes on to say, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. Now, there's two really key points that I want to talk about just in this verse alone that can help us here and now as we're just kind of in the midst of a pandemic right now. And the first thing that I want to say is that our faith can move God's heart on behalf of another. Let me say that again. Our faith can move God's heart on behalf of another. Do you see what the text says? It says, seeing their faith. Jesus was so pleased with these four guys' faith that they he just went on to 
forgive the man's sins. And I think the reason why this is so important is because in this time of chaos right now, in the time of unknown and in the time of fear, let's be like those friends that would do whatever it takes to get one of our friends to Jesus's feet. Let's not just sit back and complain. Let's move. Let's help out those that are in need. Let's be selfless. Now, I'm not saying to be unwise. Of course, I'm not, especially in this time. But just because we have to practice some social distancing from some time, we could still play a role. We can text friends something encouraging, FaceTime a loved one. I don't know what it is for you, but be creative and especially just be you. Because when we do things for others, when we move, God's heart moves. I've heard it said before by a guy named Louis Giglio that inaction is the way of the enemy. We don't want to be people during this time that don't do anything, that just sit back, that just cares about ourselves. No, we should be the opposite. Because I love the friends don't make any excuses. They they could have made a million excuses. They could have made excuses like, you know, there's too many people here. Like, I think we should just go back home. Now, nah, I don't want to climb the roof. I don't want to bust through the roof in somebody else's house. Like, they could have made a million excuses, but they made zero because they had the faith and they had the heart that they knew that if they got their friend to Jesus's feet, that he would change his life. And this is when the church shines brightest. This is what we're called to be. We're called to be the light of the world. And a lot of you guys are doing this and it's awesome to see because the cool thing is the church historically has been doing this. I found an article in foreignpolicy.com that says the Christian response to plagues begins with some of Jesus' most famous teachings. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love your neighbor as yourself. Greater love has no man than this, that he should lay his life down for his friends. Put plainly, the Christian ethic in a time of a plague considers that our own life must always be regarded as less important than that of our neighbor. During plague periods in the Roman Empire, Christians made a name for themselves. Historians have suggested that the terrible Antonian plague of the second century, which might have killed off a quarter of the Roman Empire, led to the spread of Christianity. As Christians cared for the sick, listen to this, they offered in a spiritual model whereby plagues are not the work of an angry and capricious deities, but the product of a broken creation and revolt against the loving God. For Christians, it's better that we should die serving our neighbor than be surrounded in a pile of mess we never got a chance to use. And if we care for each other, if we share masks and hand soap and canned foods, if we are a brother's keeper, we might actually reduce the death toll too. Man, this article convicted me. History shows that when the church listens to Jesus' advice, the world benefits greatly from it. And we see this type of faith in the friends' lives, that they just believe that if we get our friend to Jesus' feet, that he'll heal him. But what does he do? (laughs) The text says, my child, your sins are forgiven. He doesn't heal him. He forgives the man's sins. You know, if I was part of the squad and I heard Jesus say that, I would be like, bro, what the heck? We did all this work. We busted through this roof just so that Jesus can forgive his sins. Like the man's paralyzed. I could have just went to the temple to forgive the dude's sins. Like, what are we doing here? But Jesus, having all authority in heaven 
sees the greater issue. He sees what actually needed to be done all along. The guy had a bigger problem than he thought. He just wanted his body to be healed. What does Jesus do? By him saying, your sins are forgiven. Now, the man has peace with God again. Some of you are in a panic right now. Some of you feel lost. Some of you don't know what's next and are fearful of the future and are in a constant state of anxiety about so many different things. Some of you feel also like you're just missing out on something, that there's something that's not right within you. Now, here's the deal. If the virus went away tomorrow, I still think you would still be struggling with all this stuff all the fear, all the anxiety, that it wouldn't just go away because the virus went away. Because honestly, you were struggling with this before the virus even came out, right? And see what Jesus did and what he has the power to do in our lives is bring us back to what we were made for. Peace with God, a relationship with God. The reason why we were even separated from the start is because of sin. And what Jesus does is which no philosophy, no religion, no set of rules can accomplish in your life is that he brings us back into right standing with our maker so that we can have a personal relationship with him. That's why Jesus forgives the man's sins. And this is the... This is the man's biggest problem, and this is the world's biggest problem. Just like the world needs a vaccine for, the, for COVID-19, it also needs a vaccine for sin. And praise God, because Jesus is that vaccine for us today. And so I want to ask you, do you feel lost inside? Do you feel like something's missing, honestly? Do you feel like you're not in right standing with God? Well, if it's just to any of those questions, if you respond by putting your faith and trust in Jesus... When you do that, you're back in right standing with God. So instead of being lost, you're found. Instead of being God's enemy, you're his child. No matter what you've done, no matter how much bad you think you've done, God sees it all. But because of Jesus and what he did on the cross and rose back from the dead, he can give you life and wants to forgive you of all the wrong you've done. It's the most important thing that can happen in your life. But all this happened, right? And I love how Jesus just doesn't leave this man to dry, though. He forgives the man's sins, which is his biggest problem, like I said. But then the text goes on to say that he heals him. And I kind of recap what happens. Jesus is having a conversation with Pharisees. And these Pharisees, man, they're just after Jesus. They don't like Jesus. And they just keep on challenging Jesus. And conversation happens and pretty much what happens is Jesus heals the guy and then in verse 11 it says this then Jesus returned to the paralyzed man and said stand up pick up your mat and go home and then the man jumped up I love how it says he jumped up it's not like he kind of slowly got up it's not like he you know was trying to remember how to walk again because he was paralyzed no he jumped up grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. And there it is. We've never seen anything like this before. A lot of people during this time right now say that Christianity is just a crutch. And for some time, I used to believe that. For some time, I struggled with that because I'm like, 
you know, I don't know, this kind of makes sense if it was just all story so that we can cling to in times of need. And I doubted a lot. And I wrestled with this. And as, you know, I just wrestled with this, I've come to the conclusion in just in my life that a crutch won't do me much good. Like even if Jesus, if Christianity was a crutch, it wouldn't do me much good. Look, I was lost. I was separated. I was hopeless. I was dead, as the Bible says, separated from God in rebellion. Look, a crutch won't do me much good when I'm in that condition. Jesus just doesn't hand out crutches to people because it wouldn't do them much good. No, what he does is he heals us from the inside out. He gives me peace. He gives me joy. He heals the hurts that are inside of me. He heals the pain. He heals the shame and offers me a better way. He took my heart or stone and made my dead heart beat again. And our problem needs a better solution than a crutch. We need a historical savior to take our place on the cross, rise back from the dead and give us life because we were separated from Christ. And but because of his sacrifice, we get to be in right relationship with him. So just like Jesus just doesn't hand this man a crutch and be like, okay, walk on this. He heals him from the inside out. And he wants to do that in your heart as well. So I pray that he does that. I believe that's the greatest miracle. Making you believe, making you realize that you need him all along. So for the Christian watching this video, let's be the church, man. Let's be the friends that would take, do anything to bring our friend to Jesus' feet. And if you're not a Christian, I pray that you see God's heart in all this. Turn to him, and I believe your greatest needs will be met. DM me if you have a serious, want to have a serious conversation about this. Because I don't think you just watched all this video the way through on accident. Look, I love you, and I believe that the best is yet to come.